welcome back to another episode of No, Just a Room with your hosts, Anjanette. Yes. And in this episode, we're just running with it. <laughs> so as you have our normal setup, so it's probably going to sound like garbage and look like garbage, um, but we're practicing social distancing as all of you motherfuckers should be practicing too. I know some of you aren't whatever so but we also wanted to try to continue to do the podcast um so we're winging it and we're trying some new apps to see if we can make this work yeah we uh we're not we're not the best with technology and it's kind of like the blind leading the blind but we're you know we're making it work we're doing what we can and uh just bear with us until we can get this whole thing situated or until the plague stops i don't think so, the latter is going to happen anytime soon <laughs> no. so, i mean with any hope like you said you guys muddled through are the beginnings of this podcast um so muddle through with this next phase i don't know muddle through it with us so by the time we figure out how to make this sound better the plague will probably be over <laughs> <laughs> possibly uh although it's looking like fall for the plague to be over i'm not trying to think about that right now no neither am i but let's think about the positives we're bringing you more content whether it's good content we don't know but it's it's something it's not- <laughs> yeah i mean let's, let's be realistic half of you guys if not more unfortunately are not working um you need something to do so why not check us out hey. so go back to episodes when we had no video go back to our youtube page where we have good video and now you can follow us through this new chapter so yeah it's it's constantly evolving you know we have to roll with the punches you know 2020 has brought us many many hardships so far i don't think there's one person that's pretty much come out unscathed in 2020 i've i've seen i saw one post recently that i don't know what happened in this poor girl's life last year but she was like i know a lot of people you know 2020 so far sucks for everyone but i have to say like so far 2020 is significantly better than my 2019 oh was that tanisha yeah and i was just like yeah about it and then the other like human part was like oh god what happened what happened last year that this is so much better yeah i was like wow your 2019 sucked some ass yeah (laughs) i have to say started 2020 pandemic aside like the pandemic was just the cherry on the fucking top uh the start of my year personally was fucking awful uh and it just keeps going downhill the dump truck on fire just barreling downhill uh i have like possible memory issues so like i i don't know if it's like a trauma thing where i'm just like (laughs) i'll I'll forget shit that happens in the past where i'm like hey i don't know like my short-term memory is gone but it hasn't been uh i think just a lot of the outside factors have kind of made it shittacular just like a lot of stress and everything and but uh, now the plague is just like that's all I focus on and I'm just 
stressing out about that because, you know, you and I are still working um, despite what I <laughs> I thought a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, it's fine. Well, because originally, okay. on my couch, cushy, working from home. Originally, and this was like before, like I think a few weeks before yeah. I had made that update post, you were like, okay, they're starting to prepare us to work from home. So I thought it was a matter of time before you were going to be working from home. So I just assumed. And I assumed wrong. You know what they say about people that assume. And I came out looking like an ass. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, um, the way that they were talking, like I was expecting to be working at home at this point too. And I don't know what changed, but they were like, um, no. Yeah. Mm -mm. So, yeah, we have, we have a couple employees who are working from home because they're uh, considered vulnerable, like immunocompromised or, you know, whatever their case may be. Um, so they're working from home. But if you are able-bodied and you're completely healthy, um, your ass is in the office. Yeah. And that I just assumed, because we hadn't, I think because things had been so stressful, we hadn't talked nearly as much as we normally do, obviously, because we weren't getting together to record or anything like that and um because everything was in a constant flux and it kind of still is we just didn't really have time to catch up much I'm gonna take this one out because that's the one I can hear myself in and it's disconcerting I can hear you in this in this ear which is fine um but at first yeah like we we weren't really um keeping up with each other as much as we normally do and but now we are like we're actually doing zoom chats on the weekends um just to catch up and be like hey how was this week for you it fucking sucked that's what it was <laughs> uh yeah each each day at work brings something more sucky than the day before at this point it's again I think we were you and I were talking about this yesterday of um you know I think we're both at that point anymore where it's like I don't give a fuck yeah just don't care it, we're just, we've reached that apathetic point of like if we get any more stressed and anxious our body is just going to implode or our brains are just going to start dribbling out of our ears so as like I think a trauma response we're just kind of in a way shutting down which yeah. I feel like a lot of people are doing you know, a lot of people, well, even if they are working from home, this is like a, a hugely stressful situation because you're not doing your normal routine. You're, you have to try to adjust as the world is changing every day. And it, a lot of people are, I think, are going into the same, like a similar response of like just shutting down. A lot of people are napping a lot. Like I think a lot of people are going into like a stress depression and yeah. it's, how else can we respond though honestly like wouldn't i can't think of anyone who's really been through anything like this before um i don't think any none of us have so it's just what else can you do to try to survive i don't know i mean i definitely went through the you know whole panic super high anxiety what's going to happen uh not handling the literal hour to hour changes that work very well you know, which, which comes with a lot of frustration. And we had a lot of um, pushback from a lot of different employees for a lot of different reasons, which was not helping us change and adjust and just kind of go with it. 
um, made it a thousand times worse. Mm-hmm. So much worse. Um, and then, you know, just the fear of like, you know, how my friends are doing, how my family are doing, because everybody I know is being affected differently and to different degrees with this. Um, so that was concerning too. And then I was like, all right, well, can't control everything like let's just look at what I have I mean I'm, I it's a catch-22 right like if you're not working this is awful financially like you don't know what you're going to do you're out of your routine um but then if you are working it's the stress of well like I really should be out of the house but now I have to be so there you know so I was like all right like I don't even want to be out of the house we have a lot of people coming in but we're taking as many precautions as we can and at least I'm still working um and then last week we laid off like probably 40 to 50 percent of our office and then company-wide like almost 80 percent so now it's like I mean I have a job as of right now and I took a pay cut am I gonna have a job in the next couple weeks like you know fuck now now it's another thing I have to worry about I don't know do I find another job do I stay here and just ride it out like so it's just a whole nother so I think after that point I was like fuck it just fuck it you know That like, but honestly, what else can you do? <laughs> like, at at my job, um, there uh, they gave a lot of people in a lot of different companies the option, like, hey, if you know, if you have kids that are home now because you know school's canceled throughout throughout the rest of the academic year, and um, or if you feel like if you're immunocompromised or if you just feel like unsafe here, you can take time off, and I think a lot of people were taking like two weeks off at a time or they were taking like a month off or whatever. Um, some people were just taking advantage of that. would be like, you know, I just want to fucking work. And right. you're given the option of like using your PTO or just doing time unpaid. If you're there long enough, you can do FMLA, whatever. But uh, there's just a lot of people not there. So in just the packing department alone, the one day we had 21 people missing. Like they oh just weren't gone. They weren't there. And there really aren't that many of us. <laughs> so we just had to deal with whoever was left, which I think were like 15 people. Maybe, wow. <laughs> maybe more. I don't know. But we just had to deal with that. And like, so every day, like you get, we were supposed to get a schedule where we're, where we're supposed to go throughout the day. And it's just like, there's no point in looking at it because you're not going to go there anyway you're going to be you're going to have to adjust to where you're supposed to go and they're like oh like hey could you do this for this block or this for this block and and they're like are you okay with that I'm like what I mean honestly what choice do I have but I'm not trying to think of it as like I don't want to fucking do that blah 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 but like it's like we have to we have to do it you know we need to get by these people need their, their prescriptions so we need to do what we can for the good of the community. And there are a lot of people that have this really shitty attitude about doing all of that. Like they don't want to have to deal with doing overtime and blah, 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 blah. They had one day where they did mandatory overtime and I don't think they can do mandatory anymore because we don't have that many people left. And because we're in a pandemic, I think they feel like they can't ask that. Right. And what they were doing at first, which was, you know, they're offering double time if you work at least eight hours of overtime. And now it's like any overtime whatsoever is double time. And right. there are people that are like, complain, they're like, well, I feel like they should be paying us more just to be here in general. Like, they're doing what they can with what we have. 
and they're trying to accommodate people are just any excuse to bitch and it's get it that's part of the reason why I just stopped caring nearly as much and I'm trying to be I guess as positive as I can without being like okay guys it's gonna be great yeah you know yeah uh just trying not to add any more negativity into this fucking place where people are already so so negative about literally everything like if this job were so bad why the fuck are you still here like yeah I think there's a frustration of that, of like, again, understanding the fear of not wanting to leave your house, you know, basically just wanting to hunker down. So, you know, you don't increase your chances of contracting or passing it on to somebody else. But at the same time, it's like, I, like I said, I know so many people who are out of work and could lose everything where I'm like, there are people out there who would like fucking run you over the parking lot to take your job. So they don't have to worry about putting food on the table. And yet you're here pitching up a storm. Yeah. Like, I, I think that people... It is huge, like, white privilege or first world privilege or whatever you want to call it, where we have, I feel lucky that I have a job. I feel lucky that I, ha- that I have a job that's willing to give us the option of taking time if we need it and giving us the option to, if we wanted to work overtime, since we have nothing else that we can do, that we can get paid double time. Right. You know, and we already get paid a decent amount for what we do. This is a a job that a poorly trained monkey can do and we're getting paid a decent wage to do it. Right. You know, and the fact that we're going to be you can make double that just for working a little bit extra than 40 hours and it's fine. And we're going to be getting a bonus just for fucking showing up the month of April. Right. So it's like, like you said, I mean, what, what literally like what more do you want yeah like you know what what do you expect i can't just whatever i fucking hate these people sometimes earlier on i think what made it harder for me and like and i hate to say it but there are certain employees and any of my coworkers who are listening to this know exactly what i'm talking about but there was like Certain employees who unfortunately got furloughed that made my life a shit ton fucking easier because they're not there. Mm-hmm. So I hate to say it, but I was kind of like, eh, karma is a bitch. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I think for me, like I've been in a supervisor's role, which is brand new for me. I've never been a supervisor of any extent. Um, when I say supervisor, it's like barely a supervisor. Like here's like the line of normal employees. And I'm like, this right here. Um, and, and, you know, I have to say, though, like, I, part of your job as a supervisor is to kind of tell your employees that it's going to be okay and listen to their fears and their concerns and their complaints and, you know, try to, like, just kind of get them through it. Um, you know, when you're sitting there thinking of, like, none of this is okay. I'm not okay. This is my worst fucking fear come true. But you got to, like, keep your shit together every day. Yeah. So I only help employees, but, like, you know, I work with patients. I work with one of the most vulnerable populations in our community. So you got to keep it together for them too. And the past like two or three weeks, there were so many times when I came home at night and I just cried. So I was like, I just have to give emotionally anymore. Um, so for me, like it's, it's slightly concerning that I kind of had that I don't give a fuck attitude, but it's also refreshing because like I need to not feel so much all yeah. the time. I was trying to tell something, to, like tell my one supervisor to do that because like they um we have two supervisors on our shift 
uh, that are specifically for our department, and they have been switching off weeks that they, like, one will work from home, one will be there. So, like, for one week, the one will be there, and the other one's working from home, and then they switch. Right. So the one, like, even when they were both there, um, he was always the, the one that everyone would go to. And so on the weeks where the other supervisor is there, like, people will almost, like, bottle up all of their things because they don't want to talk to the, the other one. And then the, like, he'll come, he came back this past week, and then everyone was, like, rushing. And they're like, well, he's like, why didn't you talk to the other guy? I don't, I don't want to name names in case anyone's watching, but, like, why didn't you go to him? They're like, well, we don't want to go to him. He's like, well, fucking go to him. Yeah. Because, like, but, like, he, he's just, like, I kind of had, like, a little bit of a panic attack before going, coming back because I knew everyone was going to come to me with their issues. And I'm like, and that's hard. Like, I think you need to take a step back just for yourself because it's going to take its toll because, like, they can't even escape it when they're home, you know, because now people they have their emails and they're they're getting emails when they're home if anyone is uh that anyone if anyone calls off uh on the week where the person who's home like while they're home they have to call that person and be like hey are you okay right and yeah. like then you get then you have to talk to them but all there can it like it's just it's a lot and i don't think people the people that are bitching to them constantly are they don't realize that and they're just taking it for granted and i i don't know why they can't just like the other supervisor is fine to go to too <laughs> like they just won't go to them yeah i don't know for me like it's it's been hard because i don't i don't have answers right like so most of the questions that people want to know and, and myself included like i don't have answers yeah uh, i don't have answers because the higher-ups above me and a higher-ups like nobody because nobody has these answers mm-hmm. that people are looking for um like with the furloughs you know, our employees who have been furloughed, it's supposed to be a 90-day furlough. Um, they still have their health benefits, so they still have health care, and they can collect unemployment. Um, but I can't guarantee you that in 90 days, we're going to be squared away financially, and you guys can come back. Like, I don't know. Yeah. They don't know. I mean, the 90-day thing is kind of like that we're going to reevaluate and see where we're at by July. Um, you know, and, and they did say, like, moving forward, if we start to pick back up before then, then we'll bring people back before the 90 days yeah. but I just I um because yeah so it's just been a lot of like sh- the shitty feeling I'm sure any anybody who's been in this position can understand is it's it's a shitty feeling not having an answer for someone and, and to be able to put like their mind at ease oh yeah wow well, but it's not I can't think of one person that knows what the fuck is going on or what to do next and yeah. so kind of what else can he do but to just be like all right let's just accept change as it comes where there are a lot of us I the two of us included we don't like change <laughs> we like our routines yep <laughs> but to adapt to survive I think emotionally and psychologically we've been like you know what all right bring it on because what else what else is there what else can we do we're yeah. like that white creature meme, like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, ay, ay, ay. But, yeah. I don't know. I gotta tell you, like, it, so like Monday, this past Monday, or last Monday, wherever the fuck you want to call it, I took off. Um, yeah. 
and that was when that was when we I found out about the layoffs. I, I got a phone call from my supervisor to let me know about it. So I was like, awesome. I mean, I'm glad that I didn't walk in on it on a Tuesday to be like, where's everybody at? <laughs> where, <laughs> why? Why am I the only one here? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> At least you didn't uh, get I, a phone call saying like, well, you've been laid off. And you're like, I mean, you know? I've been there. So like I've been on both sides. Like I, I was uh, laid off a couple of years ago and I was in a marketing position and I was laid off five days after we moved into the new house. Like, so we bought a house for their first time. Papers are signed. There's no backing out. We moved in. And then like that Wednesday, I got called in. They're like, well, we're laying you off. It's going to be temporary. But we don't know for how long. And I'm like, great great okay this is I'm gonna go home and vomit and like I was so mean to that poor HR guy like just so so mean and I felt bad because it's not his like he didn't fucking make the choice not his fault yeah I can completely empathize for those people who have been furloughed um and then but now like you know on the other side like so my supervisor had to make over 200 phone calls on this so like you know, it kind of got to that point where I was like, well, for our staff who don't know, like I can make a phone call or two. Um, so I, I had to make like one or two phone calls to let them know that they've been furloughed because they weren't home to to get this messaging. And it was awful. Like I wanted, I, I wanted to vomit and, you know, there's no good way to communicate that. Um, yeah. So other than to just it, like come out and say it. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, luckily like the two people that were furloughed that probably like we're going to take the hardest hit financially we were able to bring back so we had people voluntarily take the furlough so we were able to like make some adjustments which was like emotional roller coaster but to like be able to land in a okay like I feel better like I had to give you shitty news two days ago and now today I can tell you like hey like your job for right now is safe just come back to work like just kind of work tomorrow as as you which it's been, it's been an emotional roller coaster, you know? Yeah, I can't, I just, I'm. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like every day I make some kind of weird ancient noise that, you know, wells up from the deep and I'm just like, I have to, I have to cry it out (laughs) to deal with everything. And one of my employees did that the other day. He was walking by and I don't know why, but like we just started this thing where if he's having like a shitty day or something, I walk by my office like meh, and I just go meh back because typically we're just in that in that feeling. So he walked by and just made like this just just this noise that I'm like, what was that? Are you okay? What's happening? He's like, I just had to let it out. <laughs> I just had. It. I'm like, all right, I get it. I'm like, if I do, I probably won't stop. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to do that <laughs> right now. <laughs> but I what I find difficult is like when I'm at work. Or if I'm frustrated, I tend to touch my face a lot. So like one of these, like, oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to do that at work, especially. So I'm like. Flame <laughs> on the side of my face. Heaving. <laughs> like... Usually by the end of the day, I'm just like. I'm like, no, can't touch face. <laughs> yeah. I. I. Oh, we were talking yesterday yesterday about like the whole wearing gloves and everything like that and yeah. how people they'll wear gloves and they 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 don't know about cross contamination they think that oh I'm wearing my I'm wearing the gloves I can touch my face it's like no 
you're wearing yeah. your gloves and then you're touching things and then you're touching your face. You're just eliminating the purpose of the gloves. <laughs> yep. But so like I'll, I'll wear the gloves and then like if like automatically almost as soon as I put the gloves on, like my face is itchy. So then I have to try to like, like do stuff like act like a cat or whatever, or it looks like I'm trying to smell myself. So I'll go <laughs> like this. Oh my head, my face is by my armpit, and I go like this. Uh, and then, I think by the time this is done, everyone is going to be like Zoom gurus, and we're all going to be able to touch each other, like touch ourselves like cats. Yeah, we're all just going to be super nimble. Like, yeah, I'm going to use my fucking foot to get. <laughs> but whatever I'm in the comfort of my own home I can touch my own goddamn face (laughs) yeah but I'm not gonna lie when I get home like I have a routine of like sanitizing my wallet my phone if I use my debit card that big fed to get gas um you know like washing my hands really good stuff like that and then after I'm like (gasps) (gasps) (sighs) (sighs) I'm just gonna touch it because I can Yeah, it's been like particularly nice. Like after you get out of the shower and you're putting your moisturizer on, you're like, oh, man. Yes. Yeah, fuck. Moisture <laughs> already set in. You just keep going. Yeah. Just because you, just just because you can. Like, it's like a guilty pleasure now. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I wonder what kind of freaks will be after all this is done. Keepers? I don't know. It's definitely, I mean, you know, there's there's no denying that the world is not going to be the same when this is over. I know. I saw um saw a meme the other day about uh I think Francesca put hold on, let me I saved it to my phone because I thought it was pretty funny. Um I got you, I got you, I got you. Anyone else have grandparents do weird stuff that was explained by the fact that they lived through the depression? We're going to be those grandparents. Daddy, why is Grandma Clorox wife in the grocery bags? She lived through COVID, honey. She doesn't talk about it. <laughs> it's so true, though. Yeah. Like, we're, this is, that's going to be us. Yeah. It's going to be us. And I think, um, you know, I think a lot of us are going to start having <laughs> partially, I guess, PTSD-like symptoms, I think. So every time after this is said and done, if we ever get there, you know, every time that you hear about a new virus popping up or, you know, COVID maybe coming back, like people are probably going to immediately start panic buying and, you know, start saving up money. And and I think financially, I'm hoping everyone starts to be a little bit more frugal and finding like ways to save and not taking advantage of how often we're able to just really spend time with the ones that we love. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that this will allow, even though like we're so dependent on technology right now, right? So like being able to work at home, being able to do stuff like this, video chat with your friends is fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, I'm hoping after this that we go back to like more board games, going to the park, like just chilling and watching a movie together, having more conversation. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping if we take anything out of that, like it just brings us together in a more human way. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of us have been so disconnected we took, we took for granted, like we took for granted being able to just pop over someone's house or just go for a beer. Oh yeah. I like, um, 
just being able to hug someone whenever, yeah. like, I wasn't, like, this huge hugger beforehand, but being told that you can't really, like, touch anyone now, I'm just like, yeah. I feel like I must hug. Like, and like you said, that having that contact, not just, like, physical, but emotional and everything, like, you realize that having that proximity to someone um, and actually being able to like physically hang out with them instead of just virtually, there's something so, so lacking. Like after our first Zoom conversation, like I, I, I cried because I'm like, I haven't actually like, you know, been with her physically in a long time and it's hard. And well, you know, I'm a crier, so I cry all the time. No, it doesn't feel right. Like it's us, us not having our routine of being able to record and stuff like that, like we usually do. And then just to be able to be like, go bitch, what are you doing? Like, let's go grab drinks. Let's go shopping. Let's go bullshit, whatever. I I feel like part of me is missing. Like, I feel like an appendage is just gone. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate it. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's, it's so like surreal and, yeah, uh, that's part of why I'm trying to like fight the caring aspect, yeah. you know, like, cause I, if I go back to feeling that way, like I'm just going to be depression napping all the time Yeah, and, you know, but some like on, on the flip side of that, spending more time with Steve, like we, we've been, um, doing HelloFresh, we've been cooking together like making actual meals instead of like ordering out all the time <laughs> has been kind of nice. Like we, we yeah. make these meals and it's been um, like, I'm, this is, I'm going to sound like I'm paid to say this, but I'm not, this is hashtag not sponsored by HelloFresh. <laughs> but want to sponsor us. Yeah. If you do want to sponsor us, I will talk you up so much. Um, but they, they send you these meals and we get the three meals a week that feeds two people and it got me to try things that I never thought I would try before. Like I never in my wildest dreams thought I would ever willingly eat Brussels sprouts, but they were amazing. These tiny lettuce cabbages were fucking delicious. And, uh, I've never eaten so much sour cream in my life. Like we, Steve and I joke about that. If it's not sour cream, it's butter that's used in the recipes that make them so good. But literally every meal has been a fucking home run. That's so easy. Like they give you step-by-step instructions and it's something that we can, we can do together. And even though I'm anal retentive in the kitchen, it's been, it's been fun other than our oven dying. Yeah. God, I hope he actually like does something about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still waiting for our dishwasher to be fixed. I, but like, all right. So, to play devil's advocate here, like, dishwasher isn't imperative to the kitchen mm, function. No, but but is. But we gave him months to like fix this dishwasher because. It's it it like it is not imperative, but it is hugely helpful, especially when you are making huge meals 
like yeah. this, and not even huge meals, just meals in general, where you're using like cutting boards, where you're using bowls, measuring spoons, cups, um, all these different utensils, pots and pans, and uh, cooking sheets and everything like that. Like that's a lot of stuff to clean every time you cook. Every time yeah. you cook, you know what I mean. So, um, and obviously this is all recent, like so. Back before when this originally happened, I think this was like definitely last, last year, a little while ago, like probably going on on a year that we haven't had this thing. So he's had it about a year to fix this fucking dishwasher. He's always like, "Oh yeah, like the guy's gonna come in. This guy, he's gonna come in like next week. He's gonna come next week. Well, what day? What day works for you?" And so he would be like, "Friday." He's like, "Okay, well, how about Monday?" Oh my god, no, I'm not here Monday. And he's like, so well, what about what about Wednesday? I'm pretty sure I said Friday. Yeah, <laughs> Friday or Saturday, sometime on the weekend would be ideal. Um, still hasn't fucking happened. So I can only imagine trying to fix this fucking oven. And this oven is not like a brand name. Yeah, this is an I mean, old old oven. I'm pretty. I don't, my mom was like, oh well. What is it, like a GE or something? I was like, no, no. I don't see a brand name on here whatsoever. It says Custom Crafted Hot Point. What? Yeah, that's, the, that's, what it, that's what it says on the front of the oven. I don't even see a model number anywhere. So I think it's so old that you can't get parts for it. And when we originally moved in, when I originally moved in, it didn't have the racks. There were oh two bricks in there. What? With um, a grill that you would use for like an outdoor grill. Jesus. Put on the bricks. So we just, uh, my dad had to order random oven racks that could just fit for any oven. But this is a particularly small oven, so he had to get like little mini ones that were like probably just a step above what you would put in an e easy bake oven and the, they've been working fine and the spiteful part of me would be like I'm fucking taking these racks when I move out <laughs> but I mean I might as well at this point because the, the oven you can't fucking use it you cannot buy parts for this if the elements are gone I don't think you can get elements new elements for it the other thing I, I might I don't know like I'm, I'm sitting there trying to think of like what other apartments or like who else would have a really small oven like that um that would still require parts that might work um campers like Maybe. like a really campers that like you know more than my house um pretty sure they have like a full operating kitchen um but smaller scale i think yeah but they're probably brand name if they're that expensive if they're as much as you would pay for a house then you bet your ass i would expect brand name appliances but i mean how how drastically different is going to be the internal components of an oven just knowing the fact that this thing is so old it's that olive green that you only really got in the 60s and 70s yeah and same thing with the stove like those shits are going out soon i can tell when the wind blows they move. <laughs> like we, so, I, mean, I, I got those those um, plate covers to put over 
um, the, the coils. Yeah, there you go. That's what it's called. So I got those plate covers to put over the coils, and that's when I real. That's when I noticed that when the wind blows, the wind blo wind is blowing through the coils because they would rattle, and I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? And I realized what it was. So have you contacted him yet to be like, hey, oven's broke? I think when we call him about the rent check, we'll be like, hey, um, we're not giving you the full rent check until we get an oven. <laughs> you may want to do that now. Yeah. Well, rent is due anyway, so. All right. I might have to call him, but call him tomorrow. Fucker. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, yay, yay. So, that's been my struggle. Your new struggle, just as of this morning. No, it's not even my struggle. It's Will's struggle, and I feel so bad. But it fucking sucks. Yeah, so Will, um, so I know, like, originally, uh, before we got the setup that Jen's in, like, our own setup, you know, super fancy and is nice. Um, a lot of our videos you saw in the room that I'm in now, which looks quite different. Drastically different. Yeah, drastically different. Um, so Will had made his own home studio. So I don't remember what these things are behind me. Like the words and tip my tongue. But like these blue things that are hanging on the wall behind me. Um, are the soundproofing thingies? I, <sighs> Sound I, dampeners? Something yeah. along those. Blue pads. <laughs> But basically, he has it all set up, um, you know, for sound absorption to make sure, like, certain frequencies aren't bouncing around the room. Um, right. You know, got that to, like, coordinate, to, like, condense everything so he has more space. Um, he did get, like, sound dampening, like, curtains that are, like, 10 fucking pounds a piece. He has an electronic drum kit now. He's got, like, a little mic thing. Well, he's had that for a little bit. Um, and then he finally got this huge beautiful computer that is basically just made for sound recording and he's been up here working on stuff there i mean there are times where i drag him out of the room to be like there's other people here you need to eat pee drink whatever like you need you need to come out um but this has been something that he's been wanting to do for a long time so he got this mac computer that's like two terabytes all this huge ram the whole nine that was refurbished thank god it has a warranty um, and this morning, I'm going to unplug you guys for a minute. This morning, we I woke up and I was like, what is that fan sound? We don't have a fan. Um, and that was because oh, that God. happened. It looks worse in like up close because I saw the picture he posted and I was like, oh, God. Yeah. So the, the front of it just, uh, while we were sleeping, none of us heard it, obviously, but it's just fell right the fuck off. And shattered, right? And shattered. Yeah, so, I mean, he's had a hard luck with that, and then the, the first desk that he ordered, that specifically for sound engineering, he was like, oh, I've got, like, a good deal on it, blah, 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 so it comes, and it's one box, and he's like, all right, maybe, like, they put the whole thing in one box. It's just a quarter of a desk. They didn't send the whole fucking desk. It was, like, two legs and, like, one of the top pieces, and that was it. So, I mean, luckily with that, he got reimbursed, like, pretty quick, um, and then was able to get, like, the actual desk later that week, but 
the desk that he was using, he had already gotten rid of. <laughs> they had nothing until this new one came in. So a week later, now this, and that's, that's fucking huge. I mean, the computer, he got a good deal on it because it was refurbished, but it was not cheap, no matter how you look at it. Um, yeah. So hopefully they make this right pretty fucking fast. I, I would hope so. I mean, that's like, he has not had a good year. <laughs> no, no. And for him, you know, like, again, like everyone's handling this quarantine thing kind of different. I mean, for him, he's completely fine staying at home um, and creating music or just lounging. Like, I'm not. But one of the things that he's struggling with is that, you know, he's used to creating music with other people. So at least once or twice a week, people would come over to jam, write music, whatever. And I, he probably was telling people over, I'm like, get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> Give a shit who you are, what you've done. Fuck out of the house. Um, so I know that's been hard for him so to not be able to do that. And now this, it, it's, it's hard. And I, I feel so bad. Yeah. It's been rough. And I thought that I was like, man, I'm kind of a homebody. I don't really do anything. And then can't go to the studio. Have to do everything at home. And that's been kind of like a struggle. Like I've been doing some of the live classes and I didn't realize how much I need other interaction like I need people to interact with me otherwise it's just me talking to a fucking phone and like I haven't developed that over the years like a fucking YouTuber where they're just like talking to a camera without anyone like talking back it's just like I'm used to teaching in a class setting where I could hear people like complain or I get feedback (laughs) or something like that I could tell my jokes and people could laugh and now I just feel like flailing a bombing comedian on stage I'm like oh. I don't like this at all this is uh. I'm sure you've had to like also adjust what you're going to teach because I know I know you've like transitioned a lot of the flexibility class to like not have to do partner stretching but there are still partners partner stretching was still a, a decent bit of it oh yeah and like just coaching people through certain things or um like I didn't realize how much time was like spent in between like you know we would you know chat just a little bit in between exercises or whatever or I would go through my spiel on um how you set up to do the exercise or the conditioning or whatever and like adjusting people if if needed like how much that ate up time so now I'm going through all those exercises and I'm like I'm doing I'm, I'm going through everything everything because it's just me doing it right and one it's exhausting because now I actually have to fucking do all the things <laughs> as many as I as many times as I'm telling people to do so there I mean that would be fine if I were doing it on my own like listening to music that I want to listen to but I can't listen to music on Facebook live because they mute it because of copyright issues and then trying to listen to copyright free music and you just have to listen to this weird instrumental garbage and it's like uh, or like rain sounds which I'm fine if I have to try to go to sleep but um yeah it's just like it's weird and um but trying to coach people through these exercises and having to do them, it's like I'm having to do everything. Like, do the exercises as if I'm doing them by myself, which I am. 
but I have to do it like I'm trying to teach people how to do them. It's doubly exhausting. Right. So I'm like, this is... <sighs> it's awful. I don't know. I've been trying to, like, right before this whole thing happened, I, I rejoined the gym, and I was like, all right, like, I need to start doing more cardio. And, I, you know, I could be doing other stuff, like abs, whatnot, because I'm still not 100% from my surgery on my shoulder. It's getting there, though. I did, like, two transitions yesterday while I was stretching, one in down dog and one, like, plank, going into pigeon, I think. Something something along those lines. Um but that was all, I mean, it was okay, but then I started to notice it's starting to hurt, but it's something, it's progress, and I, I need to start doing those things to, like, you know, get it back up to where it needs to be, Yeah. but I started doing cardio, and I started to, like, get actually, I strangely enough get into it, because I typically fucking hate it, um, but I think just with the added amount of stress and anxiety, it, it was good. Yeah. I'm trying to run outside. It's so hard it's so drastically different than using an elliptical at the gym um so I'm getting there but and it's also an excuse for me to get outside and like you know get out of the house during the weekend stuff like that so but I, I also like yesterday I'm like all right you know when it rains or if like I just get home late from work and I just I don't have it in me to go for like I need to start doing other stuff like building up my abs so yesterday I was, I was like all right I'm gonna stretch everything out and I'm gonna work on abs and arms it was so bad I have lost all muscle tone in my abs like I mean right before my shoulder surgery I was able to hold a two-minute plank plus I'm like can't do that I was trying to do like the oh my god the one app thing where you're like you're in a banana shape oh this banana superman kind of I don't know I don't remember what it is like the oh hollow body rock body stuff yeah fucking pathetic it was, I was embarrassed and I wasn't even doing it in front of anybody. <laughs> You're like, I'm embarrassed for me. I do Seriously. It myself. <laughs> it, was, it was, I was horribly embarrassed. It was such a struggle. Um, but I'm like, you know, it's something I need to force myself to do because I think it's very easy with this quarantine thing of you need to come up with a new routine, mm -hmm. you know, and it's something that you always have to force yourself to do because you kind of want to just sit and just be sad and depressed and I did that last weekend like last Saturday I didn't I don't think I've ever spent so much time on the couch when I wasn't sick or recovering from a surgery <laughs> I'm like this is not okay yeah I I did that one um the last Sunday that I had to myself which has been a long time but I was just did I did nothing. Nothing. But I think it was because I hadn't I hadn't had one to myself in a while. Where like we weren't recording. Um I didn't have overtime at work and Steve wasn't home. So I was like I am moving from this fucking couch. I ain't dead. <laughs> I think I eventually did go. I think that was the only thing I did do. I did, I think, eventually that night get up off the couch, go for a run. That was the only thing that I did. Um, didn't go because I was trying to go for a run at least once or twice, like during the week. All that week, I didn't do anything. 
So I was like, all right, like I need to kind of make up for lost time or whatever. So then I overdid it. Like I went for a run Saturday, Sunday, Monday on my day off. I went on a hike, which I was originally going to go on a Ricketts Glen. And Alex was like, hey, it, it might still be like icy or whatever. Like just go up to this, I think it's like Campbell's Ledge Ridge or something like that. She's like, yeah. it's, it's right. I'm like, all right, cool. So I look it up and it's not like a state park. It's somebody's privately owned land that they allow people to hunt on and hike so there but there's no as far as i could see trail yeah and nothing's so it looks like an access road as you're walking up and of course my dumbass didn't associate hey ledge bridge it's gonna be a hill but you gotta get to the top didn't consider that at all not only did i not consider that i also didn't pay attention to how long this hike was going to be <laughs> So I took the dog, so we're going up, and it's just just up this hill. And then the rocks are starting to get larger. So it's not an easy just dirt path up the hill. There are rocks fucking everywhere. I was cursing Alex <laughs> so much. <laughs> so at some point, and I think I like I had like my little Fitbit, so it shows you like how how long we've been walking. Mm-hmm. So I get up to like this fork. And I'm like, I don't know, what, am I on, like, I know I'm on someone's property, but am I on a spot where, like, I shouldn't be, mm-hmm. you kind of thing shot at, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's like this huge water tank thing, and I'm like, where am I? And thank God there was this guy on a bicycle just chilling up there, I'm like, am I on this trail? He's like, yeah, nope, you just keep going up, keep going to the right, just, I'm like, okay, right? So I keep going, it doesn't get any better. It's about a mile and a half one way to the top. All, like I said, all uphill. And eventually at some point you get to like this, I don't know if it's like a quarry, whatever. it's this huge body of water. It's actually really pretty. Um, very peaceful. Like there's nobody out there. So I took a break there mm-hmm. with the dog. The dog's looking at me like, what, what the fuck are we doing? Why did you bring me out here? So we get to the top and it was, it was worth it though. Like at the top it's, it is absolutely gorgeous. Like you can see almost a Titanic. You can see all of like West Pittston, um, probably even close to like my house. Like it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I get to the top and the guy on the bicycle that I saw down there who's just sitting there is already at the top. But, but I'm like, I didn't, but what? I thought this was the only, so there's gotta be other paths to get up there because he didn't pass me. Yeah. And not only pass me, but I'm like, I can't imagine on the path that I was on riding a bike because it was so rocky he probably had like a really nice dirt path all the way up to like a leisurely thing that he could just be like i'm on the bicycle <laughs> there's got to be though because like he met some chick up there on the top so like they were just chilling so i get up there like, you're oh, about to break up their boom town probably whatever fuck somewhere else it was cold up there anyway <laughs> then I get up there he's like you know oh, you made it it took you long enough and I was like hmm mm-hmm. <laughs> chuck you right off this fucking edge so I went I went over kind of close to the edge just sitting there just taking it all in just chilling processing all the news that I had before I left and um they did they do kind of go off he's like oh no we're gonna go off like this way to the left or whatever so like there has to be other paths so I will eventually go up there to explore some of them and probably get lost and die but the first initial hike, I was like, 
this isn't a trail. Like I said, this was clearly an access road at some point that they just kind of put like some rocks over and left it there. Yeah. So, and then I realized like on the way down, I was like, I'm just in my regular tennis shoes. I'm like, I should have hiking boots on. I'm going to break my fucking ankle. So by Tuesday, my hips and glutes <laughs> hurt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, this is why I don't hike. I love it. I mean, I love hiking. It was just I, I made the mistake of not educating myself on the trail that I was about to take. And I should have known better. You live and you learn, really. I mean, I lived. yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, so you, you might not have lived, but you might have learned and Penny might have eaten your body. Yeah, probably. On the, oh, my God, on the way down. So I, must, I went at like the perfect time. So I only saw like two people on this whole trail on the way down. It, just everybody, everybody was flocking out and this just saw all these people. So I was at almost like the very bottom. And I kind of wanted to tell this woman of like, no, just turn her back. Cause she had her two kids with her that were not old enough to handle this kind of hike. It was her first time that she's done it. And then she had a little baby puppy pit bull with her. And I'm like, Dude, no, just, just go back. This is not going to be a good time for you. Little did you know, she was in the news the other day that she killed all of those things. She killed the kids. She killed the puppy. That was how Legit? she. She wanted to get rid of them. You know what? No, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. That thought crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the thought crossed my mind, and I was like, "This is why you don't watch the news." <laughs> yeah, you're just like she's gonna end up. She's gonna be a news story. She's gonna be the headline. You know, under everything that LeBron has done, it's, it's going to be this woman that took her fucking kids out to Campbell's Ledge and whoop, whoop. And then, but then it made me nervous too, because like I said, the kids are pretty young, so I could see kids being retarded up there and just running around not paying attention, or the puppy getting off leash and just whoop. Yep. Like, like by accident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh no, the children got away from me. How tragic. Watch out for those rocks, Tini. No. <laughs> oh. They're like, what shall I do now? With two less children. Well, I don't know. I think this is a good, good start back. So that's what we've been dealing with. That's what we've been doing um, over the past, what, month? month and a half month now month has it been yeah it's been about yeah, a month it's been about a month yeah um so hopefully everybody else out there handling things are okay um sticking to some type of routine trying new things if you can um helps and trying to focus on the positive so i've been trying to focus on how many people have tested negative in our state um other countries or states that are starting to notice a flattening of the curve just something to show that like this thing's possible to fucking beat and, and get back to normal life um helps a little bit put things into perspective yeah just focus on the things that you do have um there you know if you are stuck at home you have a house your roof over yeah. your head um there are a lot of places that are fortunately like forgoing rent if you are out of a job right now or um a lot of 
people are trying to help those in need. Like it, I've seen a lot of people come together in a time like this, which is what we definitely need. We definitely need more people to come together and support each other. Um, especially those that are, that need a little bit more extra care at this time. And we need more compassion. So we got to keep that going. So stay positive, not just for yourselves, but for others. We're all going to, we're going to get through this together. Yeah. You know, so stay home, stay safe. Well, stay home if you can. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're still working, just be, stay safe. <laughs> and uh, we'll hopefully have a better setup next time, or it might be the same setup, but just bear with us because yeah. we're adjusting and trying to give you something to watch that's not the Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that show. I don't get why people want to watch it. Listen, it sucked us in. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't get why. I don't. I did, like the abuse that those tigers. I've seen only clips, and it's all been like abuse of the tigers. I'm like, how did people even watch this fucking shit? Like, I don't know why anyone likes anyone <laughs> on this fucking documentary. I didn't fucking like anyone on this goddamn documentary by any means, but it sucked me in because it was such a fucking bizarre story. Like you can't make this up. It yeah. sounds um, and I think a lot of people's hope was that that you know there would be some type of laws passed to make it illegal to own big cats in the U.S. Um, just as like pets. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, nothing like that has come into place so far. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. It just it. So I'm like, you can't make this up. Like, what? What am I watching? This is real. This is real life. Sometimes yeah. fact is stranger than fiction. And that's that's case in point right there you're like um wow (laughs) but yeah so we're trying to give you content that's not that nonsense um but yeah so stick around we uh hope to see you next time and until then we love you stay safe bye bye